It's time to start thriving. Start thriving. Let's thrive. The more you know about your body, the better you can take care of it. It's time to take charge of your health. Here we are, so we're going to roll with that. Broadcasting to the Thrive Life community. So we're going to kind of dive into some of those ideas today. From the ACU of Texas Studios, let's thrive. I want to empower you to make that decision. This is Thrive Life Radio with your host, Amy Robison. Good morning, Thrive Live community. So happy to be with you today. I have an awesome show. We are going to be answering your burning questions about acupuncture and hypnotherapy. So we are going to have a lot of fun. As always, we are live from the ACU of Texas studios here on Vinyl Draft Radio. So thanks to all of you who are listening in on VinylDraftRadio.com. Tune in app, Alexa or Google, I-45 now. Just a reminder, if you are watching on Facebook this morning, we are going to be transitioning over to VinylDraftRadio.com after the first segment. So go ahead and cue that up now because we don't want you to miss a minute of what we have for you today. As always, I am your host, Amy Robison, nutrition consultant and owner of My Life Delicious. And I want to know how ready are you to make a change and take charge of your health and your life? Here's Amy with this week's Five. Let's Thrive. Thrive in Five. This is your five-minute health spot of the week for tips, tricks, and resources. That was a, just a really long, fun intro today, right? Awesome. <laughs> I had like mass confusion in the studio today. Like, what is happening? They're all looking at me. I'm cracking up. Adam's cracking up. Or maybe not. <laughs> Trying to. <laughs> so, well, maybe, maybe the reason that that happened is because of a lack of sleep. Maybe. What's sleep? Yeah, exactly. So, the topic Ooh. of our Thrive, Thrive in Five is sleep today. So, Perfect, perfect, perfect segue. So, are you getting some Z's or are you shunning the pillow? Culturally, we view sleep as an inconvenience, um, being lazy, something that you are not being, you know, the mass pro- productive, you know, person if you are getting more than a couple hours of sleep a night. So, if that is you and you're only sleeping, you know, a few hours a night because you think you're going to be more productive, I'm going to kind of burst your bubble today with some facts about what happens when you do not sleep. Sleep is so critical. It is one of the top three things that I address with clients working in my practice. Number one, of course, is diet because I'm a nutritionist. Number two is stress. And number three is sleep because they absolutely go hand in hand. If you are not sleeping, the other two are going to have serious issues. So a really great um, book out about sleep is called Why We Sleep. It's from Matthew Walker. He's a professor of neuroscience. And so I shared this little video clip out recently on my Facebook page and people were like, what? Like going through just a couple of the things he was talking about. So I went back through the video today and just kind of made some notes of the things he was talking about because there are things people don't think. Mostly we're like, oh, well, if you don't sleep well, you're just going to be tired the next day or you might be cranky or your food cravings may be a little bit out of control, things like that. But it goes so much deeper, especially when the lack of sleep becomes really consistent. You know, once in a while, this is going to happen. There is nothing. There's no around it life gets in the way but on a consistent basis if we are not sleeping there's actually a lot from a physiological perspective that's going on in the body and beginning to be disrupted so one of the first things he talks about is a lack of sleep actually prevents you from forming new memories properly so you can kind of think about your memory as being the inbox and information from the day as being emails well it's emails are basically getting um thrown out <laughs> they're getting shunted they're not coming through so your lot your short-term memory is not going to function as well. So if you feel really forgetful through the day, like 
I don't remember what I did yesterday. I don't remember what I had for breakfast yesterday. Some of those things, especially if you are not sleeping well, it could be because you're not sleeping well. So you are not forming those good memories. Obviously, long-term effects are going to be pretty significant. So we need to get sleep so that we can get those um, memories in check and to actually become a part of our life. So going along with the brain, lack of sleep can increase the production of toxic proteins called beta amyloids. You may be familiar with that term because that is a hallmark of Alzheimer's. So not sleeping, again, this is consistently over a period of time, not sleeping actually increases the buildup of those plaques in the brain, which is, of course, a huge problem. So when you sleep, your brain brain actually clears that out. It clears out the gunk, and including the buildup of those proteins. So we have something in our brain called the glymphatic system. It's like the lymphatic system for the brain. So it was just discovered in 2015. So talk about there's so much that we don't know about how things in the body work. So it was discovered in, in 2015, and what they determined is that it's actually 10 times more accurate while you are sleeping. So the clearing out and taking out of the trash is way more effective while you are sleeping. So if you're not sleeping, the buildup, cellular debris, cellular waste, all of those things get start accumulating in the brain. And you may notice that as, again, forgetfulness or brain fog, brain fatigue, things along those lines. Yes, there are other things that contribute to that, but lack of sleep is absolutely one of them. So guys out there, deprivation of sleep affects testosterone levels. Men who sleep an average of five to six hours per night on, um, often have a level of testosterone of someone 10 years older than them. So you're aging your reproductive system by 10 years by getting you know, five to six hours of sleep on a consistent basis. Again, not just like a one-off here and there, but consistently not getting enough sleep. One night of four to five hours of sleep decreases your natural killer cells by up to 70%. Natural killer cells help keep your cancer cells in check. So they are very important. Another reason to get some sleep at night. During deep sleep, you receive kind of a natural blood pressure medication. So when you go to sleep, your blood pressure goes down, everything becomes calm. So insufficient sleep doesn't reboot that cardiovascular vascular system. And yes, of course, there are other things that create high blood pressure. So I'm not just talking about this is the only thing here. But six hours of sleep or less per night increase your risk of heart attack and stroke in your lifetime by 200%. 200%. So talk about just heart disease being more than just food and stress. It's also how you are sleeping. It's a huge deal. Um, declines in brain function and impairments in the body, body start to increase after 16 hours of being awake. So at 16 hours of wakeful time, you actually start to have decline in your brain function. So it starts to go down. When you get to that 19, 20 hours of being awake, you are actually can be impaired to the point that you are like someone who is drunk. So sleep is just so critical for the way your body works, but the way your brain works. So wakefulness can actually kind of be considered a low level of brain damage, according to um, uh, Matthew Walker. So what can we do about all of this? I hope I scared you a little bit this morning into like, oh, maybe I need to rethink my sleep patterns. Maybe I need to prioritize them a little bit more. I would say, and you ladies might be able to attest to that in your own practices, that people just don't prioritize sleep. Mm -hmm. They don't think that it's important. It's just mm -hmm. like, oh, well, it's, you know, I'll sleep when I die, you know, type of deal. Right. And I just want to hit the grindstone and keep going. But what they don't understand is your productivity with a good, qual again, a good quality night's sleep and at least seven and a half hours of sleep mm -hmm. increases exponentially. 
Yeah, I mean, it's just such a big difference. So some of the things I threw out there, and of course, we don't have time to go through an enormous list today, but shutting down your screens at night, at least an hour before you go to bed. So that's your computer, phone, if possible, your television, shutting it down, read a book, you know, play a game with your family, whatever that is, you know, get out in front of the screens because that does disrupt your circadian rhythm. It disrupts the body's signals that melatonin is supposed to come up and put you to sleep. So shut the screens down. It's a hard one for me. I battle this all the time too, so I get it, but it's something to just kind of keep start you know start working on have a sleep routine what do you do to signal your body is getting ready for bed you know do you maybe wash your face and put pajamas on or do you have a cup of tea or maybe you take a bath having something that signals your body that you're getting ready to go to bed can also just help the beginning stages of calming down mm-hmm. and getting into that rest point it can be really really beneficial don't eat right before you go to bed when you mm-hmm. eat before right before you go to bed basically what happens is now all of that energy that should be going to clearing out the junk and making everything work better is now going to digest your food and that takes an enormous amount of energy and resources so we don't want to divert those resources to digestion before you go to bed so a good rule of thumb is to stop eating about three hours before and so it's again it's more than just like losing weight or not gaining weight it actually affects all the processes the you know the repair processes that are going on while you're sleeping so don't eat before you go to bed um what else do we got here Oh, this was a really good one I heard recently that I thought was nice. Think of going to bed as the beginning of your day and not the end of your day. Oh, I know. I, I like thought that, that was nice. such a great, I, great way of thinking about it. So it's not like, oh, I'm so tired. I'm going. I'm so glad I get to go to bed. It's like, no, you get to go to bed and rest so that you and can rejuvenate. S- yeah, and rejuvenate mm-hmm. so you can start, you know, oh, the morning off that's right. A nice. I know. I really liked that too. So another one is going to bed and getting up at the same time every day. Mm-hmm. And I know that's a really hard one for people, especially if you have little kids. But believe me, your body runs on all these different rhythms. So if you've heard of circadian rhythms, there's other rhythms that are going on throughout the day. Your body likes to be on a schedule. It makes everything run so much better. So if possible, go to bed, get up at the same time every day. So are there anything that you ladies do to help yourself sleep better? Well, I don't have any electronics in my room. Awesome. Like no television. Love it. The cell phones really should not be in there. Yeah. I know. <laughs> oh, my peppermint stick is gone. Sorry. <laughs> but definitely in clutter. Clutter is a big mm. deal. If there's a lot of clutter, it's negative energy, and it's just not going to allow you to sleep either. Mm, I love that one. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Mm-hmm. Same for me. No electronics in mm-hmm. the bedroom. I mean, I do have to, you know, the phone has to be charged. I mean, mm-hmm. I do have that, but I don't look at it before I go to bed. I'm a, awesome. I'm a hot tea drinker before bed. Mm. I think it's very soothing. Mm-hmm. Even if you're getting a little hungry, I don't know, it just kind of like offsets that. Um, and then also, you know, just the little pajamas, you know, yep. cozy. Time yep, to settle cozy, down. Settling down, mm-hmm. starting to rest, starting to relax, all of those the things. The other thing that I really like what you said about um, starting your day is that also when we sleep and we go through those cycles of sleep it's like a natural counseling session for our brain yes so without oh, i'm so that, glad you brought that up without that counseling session that we don't quite understand what's going on in our dreams mm-hmm. and all these things are being worked out it actually helps us wake up naturally with some things kind of worked out or they just seem a little bit better yes so yes. that's a really big thing that I, w- I was that like, is, yeah. That is so true. Like if you have a problem that you're just kind of ruminating about and can't seem to like work it out, 
you know, have that problem in your brain before you go to bed. Write it down so you get it out yes, of your brain. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's the other thing. We'll work on this tomorrow. Solutions yes. for Solutions tomorrow. Solutions for tomorrow. Yeah. And, and it's interesting that a lot of times what will happen is during the night, your brain will process that and begin to work on that problem. Mm-hmm. So if you wake up in the morning and you have some epiphany about something, it's because your brain was given the time to rest and actually do that work, remove the things that were kind of standing in the way and being mm-hmm. a distraction and coming up with a solution for you. What if your problem's life? Well, if your problem's life, then focus on life before you go to bed. (laughs) Tell your brain to start fixing your life while you're sleeping. And hopefully when you wake up in the morning, you have a solution to the problem that we call life. Sound good? Be thankful for life. (laughs) With all of its craziness. Yep. I will add to, um, I know some people, they want to remember their dreams or they feel like it will help them. So one thing that I do sometimes if I have a really weird dream, I will grab my phone, excuse me, and I'll use the little voice recorder thing and Uh I'll just just say what my dream is and I'm still sleeping because who really wants to write it all down? Just use the voice recorder, go back to sleep, listen to it the next morning. It's actually pretty funny. I love it. That's (laughs) such a great idea. It helps you remember because, you know, sometimes like, oh my God, that dream, it was so great, but I don't remember it. I love it. I love it. That's so awesome. Well, we're going to get into some FAQs here in a minute because we have a lot of good stuff for you this morning. So next up is acupuncture real or placebo. Deb's going to let you know. Welcome back, Thrive Life community. Glad to be with you today. We had a great first segment talking about sleep during your Thrive in 5, which became like a Thrive in 10 like it usually does, because we tried to cover so much information. But we talked about sleep, why it's so important, what it really does for your body, because again, we usually kind of think about, oh, it just, you know, if we don't sleep well, we're just going to be kind of crabby, or we may want a lot more sugar, you know, reaching for our peppermint sticks like we were today <laughs> to help perk us up a little bit. So, but it's so much more than that. It really does have a pretty deep physiological effect, especially when it's a consistently not getting enough sleep. So we also gave you some great ideas as far as what we do to help us sleep better and things that are important for us and some other things that you can start prioritizing sleep because I know our culture doesn't like to prioritize mm-hmm. sleep. So we are we are telling you it is okay. We are giving you permission to sleep. It's quite all right. You'll be actually be more productive the next day. So we have a great show for you today. Deb and Marisha are back. Hi, ladies. Hello, Amy. <laughs> we have way too much fun. I had um, someone, a friend of mine, was telling me she listened to the last show we did. She's like, it was so much fun. I just laughed with you guys the whole time. (laughs) So we are so glad that we can help you Mm -hmm. all have some laughter this morning. And as you're going into the rest of your day, just hopefully we're giving you a big, nice big smile on your face. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because we know we make each other smile and we make each other laugh all the time. So. So we're going to be doing FAQs today. So you're frequently asked questions about acupuncture and hypnotherapy. And we wanted to do this because, of course, there are a lot of misnomers about it. People don't really understand what it is, what it can, what it can do for you, what it isn't. So we want to kind of dig into that a little bit more. So we have some great questions um, to ask the ladies today mm-hmm. and for put them on the spot in answering them. <laughs> Like it's on the spot Friday. On the spot Friday. Yep. Yep. Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th. You're on the spot. So, yeah. Good stuff. So, our question growing going into the break, and I thought this was a really good one, was is acupuncture real or is it a placebo? Or does it even matter? Well, that is a good question. (laughs) I actually get asked that all the time. I bet you do. And, you know, I I have eight years of study in acupuncture, and people will come up to me and, does that really work? 
Like, no, I scam people all day long. <laughs> of course it works, you know? No, I just spent eight years of my life learning this, you know, how Lots to use this wonderful tool. All of this money that I now get to pay back for just, yeah. you know, to have some fun with you. <laughs> exactly. So, um, I mean, and, and my patients ask all the time, how does this work? And the it's like the million dollar question. Nobody really knows how it works. It just works. Yeah. I mean, the Western medical world is trying to find a scientific way to prove, but they can't. What they do know, and and you can go to PubMed and and pull up any research. There's a lot of research for it. There's a lot of research <clears throat> that's inconclusive, and then they some say it doesn't work. But you have to pay attention to the quality of the study as well. Right. But, Where is it coming from? Who's paying for it? Exactly. You know, yes. Mm -hmm. So, um, no, it does work. Um, And if people are committed to it, there might be a bit of a placebo effect. However, the body physically changes. Mm -hmm. People's, you know, sleep gets better. Yay. Yay. (laughs) Um, Their mood, their body, you know, a whole bunch of different things start getting better just from coming for acupuncture that they weren't even aware that it could Mm -hmm. help with. Mm -hmm. So that's not placebo. It can't be placebo if they weren't even thinking about it. Yeah, I can't even count the number of times because Deb and I are in the same office together that she'll tell me, you know, she's working on, you know, XYZ with a client. And all of a sudden, ABC are getting better. And the client's like, wait, what? what's happening? What is happening? That's for you, Bertrand. So, you know, that happens all the time where you're like, all these other things. And I think another thing that's really interesting is that, you know, um, kind of talk about how you start some of your your processes with clients because I know you don't always just jump right into what's going on for them. You kind of have you know sometimes a process like maybe clearing or maybe something like that that you go through. Right. And what's interesting, and I want you to kind of talk about that, is that things will start getting better before you even work on the problem. Right. Well, actually, it's really interesting because uh, the very first appointment that I work with someone, I have them come in and I go into deep history. Yeah. You know, everything from childhood up to current. Um, mind, body, spirit, emotional. How was childhood? How was adulthood? What's going on? How are you showing up in the world? Yeah. And a lot of times, and my voice, I'm losing it. Today. <laughs> That's why we have the peppermint sticks. We might need to I get know, another I one out. <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, just from having that conversation, having someone hear them and listen to them, because when they go to the doctors, they get six or seven minutes, yeah. but they get at least half hour, 45 minutes, and literally people can come with back pain, and before we're even done with the conversation, they're down to a four, yeah. you know, and I didn't even stick a needle in them yet, but it's hearing them, and then it's, and I cater the 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 program or the treatment plan to them specifically right. so two people can come in with back pain but i will use different points for each of them because they're different people absolutely and mm-hmm. i love the fact that it is individualized and it's not like well you have pain okay we're going to do boom. all of these points mm-hmm. it is it truly is about the whole person right. and their story and what's going on for them and mm-hmm. has gone on for them their entire lives and that you take that into consideration right. so when you're starting with someone kind of kind of tell us what what that looks like so uh, because i'm a five element trained acupuncturist I do um, what I like to call is like detox treatments so it's like acupuncture detox and people are like oh do I have to well yes and no they get a little scared because they're like are you gonna take food away from me or like like do I have to do anything no just lay there on the table and so relaxing but I do like I kind of shake things up it's like we want to clear the gunk it's like an Mm -hmm. oil change or an engine flush because you can't fill a pot if it's already full right and a lot of times when the pot is full it's all full of gunk so we want to flush it out 
and then build up on that. And I notice that when I do that, well, I do it all the time, but um, they get better a lot quicker and the, you know, and, and it goes away. We get to the root of the problem, not just keep putting band-aids on it. Exactly. So clearing away that interference mm-hmm. that's getting in the way of the, you know, the energy moving in the body, the circulation, the blood mm-hmm. flow, the nutrients moving, all mm-hmm. of that stuff, clearing out the gunk makes a huge difference. And I know yeah. all three of us work on that in our practices. Mm-hmm. That's where you kind of have to start. Okay, what's in, what's getting in the way? Let's get rid of that for now. Right. And let's see what can happen after the fact. And mm-hmm. the, the after effect fact is so much better when you start with getting rid of the gunk. Well, and interestingly, um, you know, by doing those clearing treatments, I'm really not even addressing the actual pain that they have. And and people get a little nervous. They're like, you're not going to, you know, I'm like, well, let's just see how you feel after the treatment. Mm -hmm. And nine out of 10 times, their pain would be significantly decreased and I didn't do anything to touch the pain I just did the clearings yeah 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 because it's so interesting and I think anyone who kind of works with pain unless of course there is actually a physical injury that happened you know right a lot of times with chronic pain, it's coming from places we don't realize it's coming from. And it could be completely emotional. Mm-hmm. And you don't realize something that happened to you when you're a kid that's now, you know, built up, built up, built up. And now mm-hmm. it's manifesting as maybe lower back pain or mm-hmm. maybe chronic neck issues. It's mm-hmm. really, really interesting how that works. Yes. Yeah. And it I works like it. that all of the time. It's so exciting. <laughs> it is exciting. It <laughs> and, is exciting. And by, and, and by doing that, it helps people understand where their pain comes from, too. Mm-hmm. So I empower them or help them empower themselves. Let me yeah. say that better. Yeah. Um, to be able to be their own healer. They don't need me. Yeah. You know, maybe in the beginning to help them understand their own body, but you know, in a few months, hopefully they understand their own and then they don't need to come to see me. Yeah. They want to because it's awesome. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, but yeah, it's all about learning your own body and knowing emotions and knowing when you carry a 40 pound bucket, your shoulder's going to hurt after a while or just <laughs> random things like that, yeah. you know, paying attention to your body. So yeah, that yeah. whole method of starting to tune in and, and pay attention to what's right. going on and not just looking at the external for some, something to help you. But actually, right. like, oh, I can identify this myself. And now, because they've you know come to you or had a discussion with you or you, Marisha, they have the tools to start working through that themselves. Right. Which mm-hmm. I think is so exciting. I love mm-hmm. it when I love it when I have a client come in who we've had discussions about things, and all of a sudden they're starting to get they're tuning in, they're getting their own revelations and right. making their own changes right. without me. That's <clears> the most <throat> exciting thing mm-hmm. that that happens in practice is seeing them really take ownership of their health. Right. It's just so cool. awesome. Very rewarding. It's extremely rewarding. Mm-hmm. So how long does a session take? And, you know, how long do most people, how many sessions do they usually need? Well, the first session um, is about an hour and a half for me. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And that's, of course, I do the history. Um, the follow-ups are an hour. Um, they get about 30 minutes table time. So they'll lay there with the, the needles in. Um, and it's very relaxing once again. <laughs> um and yeah, um, it, it depends on the person too, but it's kind of like a gym membership. You can't come once and expect everything to be, you, you know, you can't go to the gym and expect to lose 50 pounds one time. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so it is a process and, and I do consultations. I do free consultations. So, to, so I can, you know, kind of guesstimate what I think it would take. And it could be anywhere from like 12 to 25 sessions or yeah. whatever it yeah, may be. Yeah, just depending on what they need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think it's really important to point out, and I know all of us do the same thing. It's like one time is just not going to get it done. We, you know, and, and the more you can come, depending on, you know, what is actually the best, mm-hmm. you know, package for you, 
the more you're going to understand about your own body right. and again be able to take that yourself and then move forward mm-hmm. so I, I i like that you that you brought that up so um do acupuncture needles hurt and why do you twist them <laughs> <laughs> so um in comparison to like a shot you know we think of needles we think of going and getting a shot mm-hmm. or you know blood drawn or that sort of thing in comparison to that no acupuncture does not (laughs) hurt um if you think of tweezing an eyebrow it might pinch for a second but it doesn't linger all day it's not like one of those nagging things so you might feel a pinch every once in a while but it's a quick second and that's about it yeah and that's not all the time you know, yeah. it, it really just depends. It's a very relaxing thing. Yeah, I agree. It yeah, it only on points that ne- really need some extra mm-hmm. love and attention does it ever feel that little pinch. Yeah. Usually, you'll be putting them in, and I'm like, wait, what? Right? <laughs> you put the, there's a needle in my hand right now, or there's a you know in my leg, and I don't even know that the needle right. is is actually even there. Right. Yeah. Usually, don't even feel it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the, you know, my favorite is when people like they'll they'll find out I'm an acupuncturist, and they're like, oh, oh wow, I don't like needles. Meanwhile, they are literally covered with tattoos. With tattoos. Yeah. So speaking of speaking of that, when we come back, we're going to talk right. about does hypnosis make you act like a zombie? Welcome back, Thrive Life community. So happy to be with you this morning. We are having way too much fun on our breaks. So we're trying not to come at, back in just completely laughing hysterically, but we're having a good time today because Deb and Marisha are back with me in yay, studio. Yay. <laughs> so we've been talking sleep. We've been talking what is acupuncture and does it hurt and is it a placebo effect? So if you missed all of that, sorry, you're going to have to go back and listen now because we are moving on to Miss Marisha and the question <laughs> I was asking... <laughs> The question I was asking going into break it is, will hypnosis make you act like a zombie? Absolutely not. I can't so. believe that was one of the frequently asked questions that I found. I'm I know. Like, that really? was that was pretty funny, especially with all the Walking Dead stuff going on right now. I'm like, no. But yeah. even if you think about traditional zombie, we're like, no, no. that's not the yeah, way it works at all. Yeah, you're not going to become like Although, a flesh-eating. Or you know, even zoned or out. Even, exactly. And all of a sudden. There might be a group of people you can target that to, though. You know, yeah. you have the zombie people that like have their bags ready just in case the world. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the true. Apocalypse the apocalypse is happening. Apocalypse. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Zombie apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, so can you, you help people with the zombie apocalypse? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can help them reduce their stress level and, and take on a more accurate perspective. <laughs> it is Friday the 13th. How did we get to zombie apocalypse? I don't know. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, it's all so good though. Will hypnosis make you act like a zombie? Absolutely and why not. not? <laughs> Absolutely not. So um, that that is such a funny question that, I that know. was on there. That's, yeah. that's fascinating. Yes, so, I um, thought the same thing. But I think it falls into that um, mindset where someone thinks that something is going to change or make you into something different, which is completely not true. So yeah. now, you know, after a session, do you feel like relaxed and your mind's feeling more calm? And some people are like, whoa, who am I for a second? Yeah. Right, because they're used to their mind running around at 200 miles an hour, and all of a sudden, when it's slow for a little while, they think there's something wrong with them. But mm-hmm. in reality, I'm always seeing a smile on their face, so it's almost like, wow, this is this is pretty cool. Yes. Um, so yeah, that's completely fictional, and yeah, <laughs> She's, <laughs> there's yeah, no brain around. damage or removing, you know, <laughs> cognitive abilities. <laughs> 
sucking them out. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is going to a whole other level. I know story. it is. But that's so funny that's that that was a question. I know, I know, it really was. And, yeah. and there was a, there was actually another one I didn't write it down on here and I was like, what? And it was it was, Will I become a slave of the hypno of the hypnotherapist? And I'm what? like, yeah, no. but it is kind of that idea that you're it's going to change who you are, change your personality in a negative way, that yes. you're going to become somebody, you know, that's under the control of somebody else. Right. And there's yeah. no, you know, there's no hypnosis trainer that is controlling anybody. So yeah. it's not there's no relationship there. And again, I think that comes from a movies or something. I think where, so, too. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So there's no there's no correlation there because, you know, hypnosis is always something that is all self-hypnosis. So right. It's just being guided and you're actually doing the work. They're just, your hypnosis or hypnotist or hypnotherapist is just there to help guide you get there. So yeah, that's a, uh, that's a weird one. But yeah. I, I can see that people would think that, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah, that you're going to walk out with the arms up and you know, like that. Uh, that's what's, yeah. <laughs> you have, you are again. Now you're going to do this. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, that's not actually what happens in session. Yeah. So kind of talk about what does happen in a session. Kind of like we spoke of, you know, spoke with Deb about in the previous one, how does it kind of work for you? Do you start with like a consultation and I do, of- um, it starts with a free screening that I have everyone come in for. Cause I just want to make sure it's the right fit for them. Yeah. Um, for some people, it, it may not work maybe for uh, medical reasons or maybe some, um, you know, psychological issues. It's just not going to work mm-hmm. um, because I do need someone to be able to kind of follow along. And they really want to want to make a change. Yes. Wanna, um, yeah. Really be at the point where um, they want to make a difference and they actually want to take ownership into doing that. But they just want some help to get there. And they want to do it in a healthy, safe way, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. without going down another path. So I always have that screening first, talking about what's going on. I'm never talking about one thing. Yes. <laughs> just as Deb described, there's always a lot of different things that are going on. And sometimes I just kind of help have conversations that that person may not have on mm-hmm. a regular basis as they're running around in their social, you know, facade that's out there all yeah. the time. And sometimes it's um, a kind of an eye-opening experience yes as you start talking about one thing and it leads into another and leads into another and then all of a sudden it's like wow okay um maybe there's a little there's some a lot of different elements that are going on right now in my life that are impacting my weight or impacting my confidence or impacting my sleep or my stress and it goes you know on and on so i just want to make sure that um that that person is getting what they need when they come in for that screening that this is going to be the right fit for them yeah. So yeah, and I, and I tailor programs as well. Um, like as Debbie discussed, it's it's never the same for every person. There's a few things that right off the gate are going to be mm-hmm. similar, right. Right. Um, because every person pretty much that comes in, there's going to be certain things that are going to benefit right off the gate, no matter what program it is. Right. Um, and then kind of with the training. And as you get more advanced in the program, there's different things that are all tailored to that individual for what they need. Yep. I, it's so interesting and in that both of you, you know, basically said as you get to talking and whatever the problem is when they're coming in, as mm-hmm. you talk into it more and more, there's all this other stuff that's going on mm-hmm. that is not conscious for them because mm-hmm. so much of what's going on for people runs in the subconscious. Right. And so as that starts to come up, you're like, oh, <laughs> mm-hmm. I really have all of these things that need to kind of have some attention and some love and care Mm -hmm. and that it's not just this one like pain point exactly um, that's actually the issue Mm -hmm. and as Deb mentioned too it's really fascinating a lot of times after a screening I have people walking out like wow like they already feel better before they even come in for their first session we haven't even gotten started yet (laughs) 
like, you can almost like physically see them relax like oh. mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. a part of it i think is something that you said is that they're being listened to yes and that's a big problem you know with just of you know and it's not again it's not a knock on the medical profession it is set up where they do not have time to they listen they need to mm-hmm. get you they in and not. get you at that's mm-hmm. the way that the system mm-hmm. is set up and there is a, a lot of well-meaning practitioners out there who want to help and they just do not have the time right. so yeah. coming in and being listened to is so it's it's huge. right and just it being about them that's yes. what's important right absolutely because i mean you can't help somebody if you're focused on yourself yep yes <laughs> that is very true as a practitioner it's very important that it is about the person in front of you and you don't you're not bringing your own stuff into into the exactly situation mm-hmm. <laughs> this so is true. something else that came up was how is hypnosis different than an affirmation well, there's a big difference in the fact that there's a hypnosis is um, fixation, relaxation, and repetition. Okay, so affirmation is great. You know, mm-hmm. as you're giving yourself mm-hmm. positive, oh, yeah. having a co- positive conversation with yourself is always good, right? Yes, absolutely. Um, saying positive things to yourself every day is a is a really big deal. But unfortunately, a lot of people need help with this, yeah, and they need training. But when you're in a calm and relaxed state of mind or you're in a relaxed state, your mind is more open or your subconscious is more open to positive suggestions. It's even because when, when you give yourself positive suggestions and you're still thinking about 200 different things, yes. <laughs> it's not really getting quite the impact that it needs. Mm-hmm. Now with training or let's say like um, if, if that individual has had training where they they've gotten calm, they understand how to relax their mind, maybe they've already done hypnosis training and then they do positive informations, well, that can be hugely, mm, hugely yeah. powerful, right? Um, but the average person out there may not have that training and so just not not to say that that's not a good thing to do, um, but there is a huge difference when you're, when you're relaxed. Um, and in a state of mind where those suggestions are just like taken in even even more, so it makes it more powerful. Yes. Oh, that's and such also a good it's point. Also guided with with goals and outcomes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So you know, just saying, oh, which is important. I'm a good person. Um, I'm a confident person. Those are wonderful things to say to yourself every day, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Um, but backing that with a goal or outcome that you want to achieve, even like even gives it even yeah you're putting more that, power to almost it. that energy behind it as yes. well yes, yes yes i think that's such an important point it makes me think of as you're talking this uh, this little snippet of tony robbins like popped into my head where he's talking about you know positive thinking and how yeah it's great but you need to also have the energy and emotion behind it he's yeah like, you know if you're like a really angry person and you're like i'm happy i'm happy yeah. i'm happy i'm happy yeah <laughs> really work. You actually have awesome. I know it's so funny. I was like cracking up in my head. So we're going to come back to, are you happy? In just a minute. Okay, I guess. Welcome back, Thrive Life community. We are having way too much fun today. (laughs) (laughs) Laughing hysterically and talking about some awesome stuff. So, and of course we're laughing because Deb and Marisha are here with me and this is just what we do. We just laugh all the time about things that are really not funny, but we just... We find some way to make them make them funny. So we have talked about sleep. We have talked about acupuncture. We have talked about hypnosis. We have talked about so much stuff today. We've talked about zombie apocalypse. I don't even know how that got in there. So, 
<laughs> so if you missed the first, you know, first three segments of the show, definitely go back and listen because we had some great information for you. So we kind of ended on, you know, that idea of, you know, what is, you know, an affirmation versus, you know, hypnosis and what the difference is, which was really, really a good conversation. And talking about, you know, if you're saying these affirmations to yourself, but inside you're really not feeling that way and there's no energy going to that, you know, positive, you know, feeling, then it kind of falls flat and it's really not going to work for you. And so I gave the, the example of Tony Robbins, this little clip that just like popped into my head of him saying, you know, if you're like all messed up inside or, you know, feeling really uncomfortable and having all these things going on on the outside, you're like, I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm happy. <laughs> it's not. It's probably not going to work. I mean, you're going in the right direction because you are, you know, making that effort. But, you know, having the tools to start making real changes is what's really important. And something we were kind of talking about going into the break that I think is that Deb brought up and I think it's really important to say is, you know, we're talking about a lot of things that are going wrong or if you're having, you know, certain issues or stressors or things like that. It's important to know that just because you have something going on, there's not something wrong with you. You're not broken. You're not weak. And I know we talk about this a lot on the show and that it's okay to have something going on and it's okay to reach out for help, especially women. (coughs) Women, we have a really hard time asking for help because we do think that we're supposed to just be super women mm-hmm. and we're supposed to just be able to do all the things and you know live this Pinterest you know Instagram life and it's just <laughs> not real and it's not reality and it's okay because we're all going through the same yes. stuff together mm-hmm. so talk to me a little bit about that about you know how you work with clients in because both of you said yes I say talk to clients about that very thing when they come in so Deb kind of talk us through that we've got just a few minutes here left yeah it, it, I mean I don't even know what to say. Yeah. (laughs) People just think that there's something wrong with them. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, you know, I'm so broken that I need help or what's wrong with me? Because there isn't an emotional component to the pain. And of course, you know, in our society, it's like, oh, you have to have your head on straight all the time and like, buck up and deal with it. And especially in Texas, you know, it's like no emotion, you know, your boots up. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, no, it's okay to have emotion and, and it's okay to break down. Yeah. I, even in my office, I have a box I have a box of tissues in every room mm-hmm. and I will let people know because as soon as I see a little little yeah, tear but- I'm like here's a box of tissues I'm not offering it to you I'm telling you it's there because if I offer it to you it's an indirect sign to stop crying and I don't want yeah. you to stop crying mm-hmm. like you know, I want you to be able to get it out. We want you to cry mm-hmm. and maybe go home and punch mm-hmm. a pillow. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And be <laughs> human. It's okay yeah. to be human. We don't have to be happy all the time. Yeah. So it is okay to be angry or pissed off or whatever. It's yeah. okay. Yes. You don't have to be perfect. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. perfect with all emotions. So. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Marisha, what, what are some things that you, you know, talk through with clients about that topic? Because that's a big one. Um. <clears throat> Similar, but, you know, obviously going to be a little bit different, but it's something that a lot of times um, I talk about when they come in for the free screening um, because a lot of people take so much in and they think so many negative things about themselves yeah. mm-hmm. and then they start mm-hmm. believing it, right? Mm-hmm. So they it's like this buildup of, well, um, I, I'm not good enough with this or I have too much stress or I'm not able to handle it like Mary across the street. Well, for all we know, Mary could be on anti-anxiety medicine. We don't know, right? Yeah. So making comparisons and um, constantly thinking that there's something truly wrong with themselves when in reality... You know, we're just a human being. Exactly. And maybe just need a little help and work on A, B, C, and D and um, learn some tools and learn that, you know, we all go through normal stress from time to time and we're not perfect and we're not supposed to be. (laughs) (laughs) Thank goodness for that. That would be really boring. I know. Yeah. Um, 
And, you know, just know that, you know, but sometimes when it gets to be a little bit to a level where that person feels like it's affecting, you know, different areas of their mm-hmm. lives that, you know, it's okay if it's affecting your work and relationships and family. At that point, you know, you might want to reach out to somebody who can help you kind of move along and it's okay yeah. to get help. Um, but just realize that, yeah, there's, there's not, you're not. Exactly. You're not broken. You're not a horrible person. Yeah. And, you know and what it I mean? is a strength. It's actually Absolutely. a strength to ask for help. I know? agree. Yes. yes. Because it means that you recognize that you want to do something a little bit different and, mm-hmm. and improve something or learn something. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, or, you know, another big thing is a lot of times people reach a level where they end what they know. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So you can go on the Internet and start researching all this stuff and A, B, C, and D or whatever. Um, but at some point, it's great to get feedback from somebody else and add resources to help you versus staying in your same bubble of belief systems or even just what your friends tell you or your family members and you're maxed out. And that actually can put a lot of stress when you think that, oh gosh, there's nothing more I can do. This This is is all there is, Mm -hmm. right? And that's not the case. So it's always great when someone thinks out of their box to get, you know, look at other options to help them because it, you know, can give them great tools and training and education that can help not only themselves moving forward, but there may be someone that they may be able to help in their family or in their life or their friend. Absolutely. I mean, the, you know, trickling out effect. I love that. You know, mm-hmm. when, yeah. someone kind of, when someone does kind of take control of what's going on and, you know, takes that step to work on it. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like I almost don't even want to say get help. It's like to work on it, to learn yeah. how to work on to it, learn to get the skill. tools, to learn a new yeah. skill. It's, you know, life is all about learning. We have to continue learning, mm-hmm. you know, and moving forward in order to progress. And so reaching out for help is really just learning something new about yourself because mm-hmm. that's what it's going to be at the end of the day. And mm-hmm. That again, you know, the ripple effects of that are huge going into family, going into friends, going into relationships, even into your job or, you know, your relationship with yourself, mm-hmm. <laughs> which, of course, is what we're absolutely working on with each person is, mm-hmm. you know, starting to cultivate that relationship with yourself and looking at yourself and realizing that you do have everything you need. You just need to be kind of woken up to what you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And learn how to use those skills. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So exciting. <laughs> I know, I know. So tell me really quickly, we just got a couple minutes left. You know, when someone's looking for um, an acupuncturist or someone who's doing hypnosis, what should, what kind of questions should they ask and what, what should they be looking for? So about 30 seconds step, what you got? Um, I would say, uh, I'm a little biased to people who practice just acupuncture. Um, What I would recommend is people look for someone who is licensed, not certified, licensed. Mm -hmm. And I'm actually board certified and licensed. Um, and have have a master's degree in acupuncture. Yeah. You want to look for that. Yeah, I it's think important. yeah, I think that's really good too. It's just it's you're just going to get it's not that the other side there's something wrong with it, no. but you're going to get a more well-rounded approach, I yeah. think. Yeah, thousands is a really of good hours point. of education versus 100. <clears throat> right. Or exactly. a weekend course, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So and, and I do dry needling. It's the same thing as acupuncture just Oh, thank you for putting yes. that out. I wrote it down and then I totally <laughs> I wanted, forgot yeah. to ask you about I wanted it. To add, so if if People want to know if I do dry needling, yes, and other people do, but it's basically acupuncture, just not at the same level. Yes, thank you for clarifying that, because that is a question that comes up. So, Marisha, when someone's looking to, you know, work on hypnosis with a practitioner, what, you know, what are the things they should look for? Well, the main thing, you know, in different states have, you know, different types of levels, and it's kind of all over the place, so I'm not going to quite get into that. Mm -hmm. Um, But one of the big things to make sure that when they're looking for someone is that it's not some sort of one-stop shop, okay? So there's some people out there that do, like, a single session. Um, In the school that I was trained in, which is a mentorship program with education, um, 
it you need to be having several sessions. It's almost like yeah. you're just patching somebody up and then throwing them back out the door. Yeah. So I found that that's unethical. So you want to make sure that that person is about what you need and then also setting up a program and not just like, oh, yeah, we're going to do one session and goodbye. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's really important, too. I love it. Ladies, I can't believe we're at the end already. I can't either. So, so fast. Crazy. So I've got 10 <laughs> seconds. So I love you both. Thank you all so much for coming Thank on. You. I will see you Amy. next month. See everybody else next week. Have a fabulous weekend. Amy Robinson is owner of My Life Delicious Nutrition Consulting Company. Reach out and learn more at mylifedelicious.com or call 832-875-2358. Thrive Life Radio, a final Draft Radio Production.